0: Hello and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence in the Oregon region and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. Here with me today are three high school students, two from Washington State and one from Pennsylvania all the way across the country to talk about the expectations and extra pressures they experience in high school and how that impacts their mental health. I got to do my disclaimer that I do every time that we're together as a reminder. The information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It's not intended nor is it implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Okay, I want to get us started by having each of you introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from and what's something that you do to work to be well?
1: Uh, Hi, my name is Mohammed Shadeed. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and something I do to work to be well is I'm a swimmer, so I enjoy being in the water and exercising uh, quite frequently.
2: Hi, uh, I'm Sydney. Uh, I'm from Everett, Washington, and something that I do to work to be well is I meditate every day. Nice.
3: I'm Madeline Ashmore. I'm from Tenasket, Washington, and I work to be well by listening to music and taking long hot
1: baths.
0: Oh, you guys have some good self-care routines that that actually I think we all need to learn a little bit about because, you know, for me, I, I work to be well by doing facial masks on the weekends. You know, those sheet masks that you get. Those are the best. Can't lie. But I am going to tell you that what I want to talk about today really has to do with the pressure that's. On high school students, you guys are all high achievers, so you know what it's like to have that pressure. And you know, I forgot to ask you what grades you're in. So, as we're answering some of the other questions, remind our viewers what grade you're in, so that they kind of know where you're at in this journey of high expectations. And as high schoolers, do you think there's a lot of high expectations set for students, especially you know coming out of the pandemic, and and why is that?
1: Go ahead, Rama, why
0: don't
1: you kick us off? So I think that now um, as the like, education has stayed relatively the same system since its inception uh, in this country, and now colleges are harder to get into. So students feel that they have to work harder to be able to promote themselves and give themselves a better future and a chance at a better education. I also think that now school gives you a sense of identity. So it tells, it determines if you're smart or dumb. Even if you get one bad grade on a test, that doesn't necessarily mean you're you're dumb. You're smart in other ways, probably. But um, our society is so focused on what your grades are and what your GPA is. And I'm a junior now, so I'm like going through that and like preparing to um, prepare for like the SAT tests and other standardized tests. So there's also pressure from that and pressure to do well. And then there's also pressure from your peers who are like, oh, I got a higher grade than you. Oh, you're not smart. All of this factors, make this nice jumble of a mess um, which ends up in higher um, pressure for us as students
0: go ahead madeline
3: i know that yeah definitely going into junior year taking standardized testing is like a huge push this year i think that some of the highest expectations that i have around school and my grades come from myself i know that my teachers will pressure me because i'm a higher achiever but because there's a bunch of little pressures from a different bunch of areas I pressure myself to do better than anybody else, which I think is a little bit harder to
2: deal with. I definitely agree. I think almost like majority of my pressures come like from within. Cause I, cause like Muhammad was talking about, like my grades are so tied to my identity where if I, or if I fail, I think I'm not smart anymore. And I, and I think that I'm less valuable as a person. And I know for like me, like at like my school, at least I feel like if I don't get high grades, my teachers just don't, would not really care about me and see me as like a trouble student. And like, it's just like seeking that, like I know for me, it's a lot of seeking like external validation from like my peers and from my teachers and from my parents. And just like wanting to feel wanted based off my grades.
0: You know, it's interesting that you talk about this internal pressure that you all put on yourselves. Where do you think that internal pressure started? I mean, were you were you born with that or where did that message start? Madeline, what do you think?
3: I know for me personally, uh, both of my parents are teachers, so I grew up around literacy and education. And so growing up around, you know, good grades are like, great, you should like do that. And I did, I actually did two grades in one year. I did kindergarten and first grade in the same year. So I'm automatically put at like a high, like learner level in terms of like my teacher's eyes. So I feel like they expect me to do more. I also have anxiety, which plays into that. But it's definitely a struggle.
1: I also think that parents are a huge influence, especially like if your parents are immigrants. Like they say that they came from this country and they want to provide you with a better education, so you feel this extra pressure to like um, prove yourself and do seek academic validation to make them proud. Um, there's like stereotypes that immigrant parents are very strict and um, expect you to get the highest grades, and that you know, like they'll disown you if you don't. It, it's not to that extent, but there's still. Um, want you to do your best and try to achieve high grades.
2: I, I think for me it started like I wasn't like the best student when I was a kid and then I got chronic I started getting chronic pain when I was in sixth grade and so my teachers did not like me because I was wasn't able to do the work and so I think like it started like after that and just wanting my teachers to like like me and see me as a good person and not as this like failure student so I think that's part of it as well where it's like we're told like our whole lives like oh you need to get good grades to get to a good college to get a good life where it's like if, and it feels like if you fail, you are not going to have a good life for the rest of your life after high school. That's an interesting thing. Do you, Muhammad and Madeline, do you feel that pressure, too,
0: about this is about college to get to a good life?
1: Absolutely, especially since our society um, pressures this with, with like, it's most social media, con- um, the news, all of these people, they're assessing the importance of education, getting to college in order to make a better life for yourself. Is it either you get to college, have a good life, or you're done? You're going to end up a failure or being viewed by a failure by essentially the rest of the country and the rest of the world.
3: I know that I want to go to Ivy League schools, so the pressure is super high because like, oh my gosh, I didn't get an A on that test. What if that jeopardizes my chances of getting into the college that I want? It's like an insane amount of pressure for stuff that probably won't affect my chances of getting into college.
2: Are are the expectations too high? I think they're definitely too high because, like, I I, I know for, like, me, like, I see, like, myself, like, having, like, panic attacks and crying over, like, an A-. And that, I shouldn't be having mental, like, breaking down because of, uh, like, Like, just like the slightest bit less than perfection.
1: I also think this pressure causes us to sacrifice some of our personal care and health um, routine because I know me, I've done it before. Many of my friends have too. We stay up very late, more than we should, um, to study, ensure that we achieve good grades, uh, ensure that academic validation at the expense of our sleep, fitness, um, health, eating. Sometimes, even at lunch, I see people studying instead of eating. So, I think these expectations too are too high, even for us as teenagers, like we need to do other stuff. We need more sleep than people think. We need to eat more than people think. So sacrificing these um, very, very essential items for for that extra A to make sure that we do good on that next test is just as an example of how high society has made these uh, expectations.
3: I definitely agree that we sometimes sacrifice, sacrifice our self-care and other like personal well being for grades. I've seen my friends do it. I am definitely a victim of this. I will spend my lunch in the library writing essays or rewriting notes instead of eating lunch with my friends. And even like, I'm an extrovert. So spending time with my friends is like hugely important but I find myself sacrificing that time with people that I care about to make sure that my grades are higher.
0: You know, it's it's interesting because I I think there's a perception that the pandemic kind of changed things, and 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 I don't think that I'm not sure it did, but I think that there's this perception that the pandemic things got easier for students because you were remote and there was all the confusion of going remote initially, and and I'm wondering is that actually really true? Did that did that happen? Was there less pressure the last two years and, and now you're just catching up? Or did you feel that pressure the entire time?
1: The pressure definitely still existed throughout that entire time. Last year, I, there was obviously the increase in anxiety and depression amongst teens. Part of that reason was because they were falling behind in school. We weren't really understanding what we were learning over a computer. We were sitting at home all day, not really getting uh, uh, an, uh, an important education or... Um, effective education, like in a school building, that you're at home surrounded by all these distractions and like, you don't really want to do it. And now we have to like try and catch up. So it's like double the amount of work compared to previous oh. years, double the amount of uh, learning. We have to like make up for what we lost in the past year. So it's definitely still more pressure uh, to meet those expectations. Yeah.
2: I think there was a bunch of expe- expectations during, like, the pandemic. Like, uh, like, like, like you were saying, Mohammed, we didn't get the same support that we usually get. And we also didn't get the same, like, socializing, like, while in school. So, like, so, so yeah, so you were, sacri- you were sacrificing your social life because of school and you weren't able to make up for it in school because you were on a Zoom. And i like, I know, like, going into this year, there was just, like, such a shock. And, like, there were so many gaps and what I didn't know and my teachers expecting me to know. And just trying to catch up and fill in those blanks was so stressful.
3: I know uh, going into SATs, I'm a lot more stressed about is there knowledge from the last couple of years that I will have missed because we were online. Is there stuff that I'm not going to know? I know in my math class, I'm a little. my class is a little bit behind because of the pandemic, because we weren't able to learn as much online. And while teachers might not have expected us to do as well during the past couple of months slash year, however long it's been, I know that teachers now are like, well, why don't you know this? Why don't you understand what I'm talking about? But it's because we lost um, learning from the past year.
0: You know, it's interesting. You've, you've referenced, you've all referenced the SATs and the, and those tests that are upcoming. Um, some of you may have taken them already. I'm sure you've had the, the PSAT. All of that testing system got disrupted. And I've seen now some colleges are waiving standardized testing. What do you think about this idea of waiving standardized testing? Is this, uh, does it help take any of the pressure off or what do you think?
1: I think it helps take a pressure off because if you think about it, it's one test that, that determines basically how what college you get in or determines all of your knowledge from four years, which to me is just ridiculous because you, you've you done other things throughout. You've had thousands of other tests throughout your life which determine what you know. And to have one standardized test, w- which uh, is everyone has to take to determine like basically your future, is a huge um, nerve wracking experience for anyone who takes it. So taking that away and allowing us to focus on better pursuits such as our extracurriculars, our passion projects, um, other aspects such as these is more beneficial to us and will help us succeed more in the future, especially with our um, mental health and help improve it.
3: I know that for standardized testing, it's there's like other factors that can affect how well you do on them no matter like if you know the material or not, like if you're a bad test taker or you're neurodivergent and those things are not made for some people's brains. It's not a determining factor of how intelligent you are.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of standardized testing like themselves are very, very flawed because it's testing you at this like one point when you're very, very, very stressed out and you cannot perform to your highest ability because of that stress. And, and it's just, it's so much time sunk into one thing because it is seen to be like determine your future. And I think waving that is a wonderful thing. Cause I don't really think it represents people's intelligence at all.
0: And it's, and it's interesting because I, I think, and Mohammed, you addressed this a little bit. I'm, I'm curious what everybody thinks about this idea of being a more well-rounded person having the activities like what you do with work to be well, like all of the other extracurriculars and the things that make you more than just a flat piece of paper in that test, because that test doesn't tell you the nuance of who you are. It tells the story of how you performed on that day under those testing conditions with the other stresses you have in your life, right? So how important do you think all the other things are in weighing um, whether or not you're going to get the college of your choice these days. Is it more important to have a well-rounded life, Madeline? It definitely is.
3: Because the how engaged you are in other aspects of your life are a lot more important to me than a standardized test, a piece of paper, a score. I'm on six different extracurriculars and I want those to be recognized as, hey, I'm engaged. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to make the world a better place. And not I spent six months cramming for the SATs just so I can get into your college.
2: I think I think extracurriculars also like show like your responsibility, your work ethic, so much, so many, so many more things than these equations that you can answer, this essay that you can write in like a couple hours.
0: A little bit about some of the negative impacts, but I'm wondering what are some of the negative impacts you've seen for you? What are some of the negative impacts you've seen for your friends with these like ridiculously high expectations that people put on themselves? Sometimes I haven't heard any of you say this, but I have heard other students talk about the expectations they get from their parents and families.
1: I think overall, it just gives you a low self esteem if you don't perform to what you're expected to or what you think you're supposed to do. And then that just sometimes puts you in a bad mood, makes you irritable for like the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, even uh, if it was a test at the beginning of the week. It just ruins your mood and outlook on like what other achievements you have and what other accomplishments you've made in the past, in your past.
2: I know for me, like, I have anxiety and school is the main source of that anxiety. I know last year during November, I was having panic attacks almost daily solely because of school and the expectations that were placed on me. And I'm I'm trying like so hard to like unlearn that you need to get that A, you need to get that perfect SAT score, SAT score because that is just causing so much stress and anxiety in my life to the point where... I'm exhausted all of the time. And sometimes I can barely eat because I'm so nauseous because of stress.
3: I know that when my anxiety was really bad to do school, it's still bad. Don't get me wrong. But I used to like wake up at like 2 a.m. and compulsively check my grades and be like, oh, my gosh, what if I don't keep this A? Or, oh, my gosh, what if I have a B plus? And like those grades aren't bad grades. Obviously, like there's more to who I am than my grades. It's so easy to lose sight of that when you're so focused on being perfect and placing
0: high expectations on yourself. That's so true. I mean, that that drive to put such expectations in that drive for perfection. I, I want us to talk a little bit about, you know, there's folks out there who will say, well, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, people. This is part of high school. This is part of the normal experience your expectations aren't any different than what they were, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. What do you say to people who tell you that?
1: Just one generation ago, like in our parents' generation, that like they had more fun in high school. They enjoyed it more. Like for us, high school is just like a stressful and atmosphere environment. We don't really want to do it anymore. For them, it was very relaxed, chill. They were allowed to have fun, do other things. The, the expectations of grades colleges were more accepting so you didn't really have to worry about that there wasn't that strong of an emphasis on you have to be the top of your class in order to get into this college peers weren't that um, challenging to each other uh, like in my school the atmosphere um, is very like toxic in my opinion that like challenging academic challenge between each others mm-hmm. so it is not normal anymore for teenagers to try to sacrifice, other aspects of their life, such as personal self-care, um, their mental health for a, an A plus, that's not normal. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. City. Uh, If sacrificing like your sleep, your, your social life, almost everything besides school is normal. That's not a world I want to live in personally. Like that, that should not be normal in any capacity. And I know like I've talked to like my mom before and she was like, oh yeah, like I got B's in high school and I was fine. That's not how it is anymore, right? If I want to go to, like, a a high-up college, I need to get almost perfect grades. Wow.
3: Yeah. One of my, like, biggest beliefs in regards to a lot of things is just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal. And I know, bouncing off of what Sydney said, um, those high grades for colleges is crazy. Like, it's changed so much since even just the older part of gen z colleges are way more like difficult to get into and jobs require uh college degrees more than they used to and if you have a specific field that you want to get into you have to go to college for that and you have to have good grades to go into college and then there's just an existential crisis of oh my gosh if i don't have perfect grades i'm not going to be a good person in life I'm not going to succeed
0: you know and, and that's such an interesting an interesting part of that I think you're right that things did not always used to be this bad I did this episode three years ago uh, with a, a high school senior three years ago who talked about uh his grades and having to maintain a 4.3 grade point average I had never heard of a 4.3 grade point average, but apparently those pluses in some schools actually matter. And that's part of once you, once you hit that high, once you get all the way up there and you have that, then there's an expectation that you maintain it or go even higher than that. And I think what we're seeing is that idea that those who came before you went here and now you're expected to go higher and higher and higher and higher. And I wonder what the strategy is for resetting those expectations and saying, you know, a C, which technically, when you look at the definition of a C, that's an average grade. There used to be a a show, uh, a show called a Prairie Home Companion, and they had a saying on a Prairie Home Companion about, you know, all of the children were above average. And you think about what that actually means. All of the children in any community are not above average. They're all the gamut of everything, but it seems to be there's an expectation that everybody be perfect. What would you do if you could wave a magic wand? How would you change that? What would you begin to do? Go ahead, jump on in Sydney.
2: I know for me, like I would make mental health the first priority, like above grades, above like anything else. Like your mental health and your self care should be a should be above like some number or some letter.
1: Honestly, I think I would just try and eliminate or revamp the entire school system, the uh, the format that everyone is taught the same way and therefore has to perform the same way and just trying to eliminate the overall stigma or um, pressure on students overall so that we can be more relaxed and enjoy school more and just live life more, I guess.
3: I think that making standardized testing a less of a priority would be a big part of my magical world. Because even though I do well on standardized testing and I'm like, okay with it and I can, study for it. I know there's a lot of people who can't do standardized testing well, and it stresses them out Mm -hmm. to like crazy degrees and like making it less of a priority. And then I think that what Muhammad said about making the way that different people are taught different is important because there's different levels of learners and the way that people learn is very different. And I think that'd
0: be important to prioritize. So what would you like in your ideal new world here? What do you think colleges should evaluate you on? What should their selection criteria be?
3: I think that colleges should look at how engaged you are in your life and how much you're able to contribute to your community, like whether that be through extracurriculars or through passion projects or speaking on podcasts or learning about different things and being able to demonstrate like, hey, this is a thing that I'm passionate passionate about. Just being engaged, I think is something that a lot of colleges should look at more.
1: I also wish colleges could see like the effort and all, the, all your attempts that go on behind the scenes, behind the results of the tests, um, behind all of your extracurriculars, what you do to help improve um, these activities, what you do to try, try and help in your community what you do and to try to spread um, information around your society, such as these podcasts too. Um, just what you do overall to try and make yourself and others um, around you better.
2: Yeah, I think colleges should mainly focus on like your extracurriculars and like the impact that you have like on your community and just like individual people. Like maybe like we could have like teachers like write letters of recommendation or people that like your parents or your friends or something like that. So, so that people, so that colleges can get a more well-rounded view of who you actually are as a person.
0: Well, I know I've written a number of those college recommendation letters, and I've never actually focused on somebody's academics. Um, I do appreciate colleges that look at at what it is that you do and how you show up in the world. So you're coming in, you know, hitting in. I think you're all juniors at this point, uh, if I remember correctly. Yes, you're all juniors. And so you're, you're going to come into finishing out this school year and heading into your senior year knowing that the pressure is is going to get harder. What are the strategies that you're going to use to stay grounded and to have a more realistic viewpoint and to maybe make those other parts of you shine
2: Uh, I know for me, like one thing I've been really focusing on this last year is like falling in love with learning again, not just going for that A or for that 4.0. I want to actually fall in love with like the process of learning and trying to understand these concepts. And also just like figuring out how to balance my, my school life and the rest of my life and try to balance those two.
1: Yeah, going off what Sydney said, I guess just trying to realize that have you done your best? Have you learned the actual concept? Have you fulfilled the purpose of this lesson or this class and then you won't have to stress too much over the grid even if it isn't perfection as you wanted as long as you understand that you've done your best and that you've put in the work i think that can help everyone a lot
3: i think that going into senior year i'm going to really try to prioritize my mental health more than i have these past three years because while i've been doing work and i've been actively trying to make my mental health better i know that i've prioritized my school over my mental health sometimes and I'm gonna try not to do that as much this coming year and also doing projects that I enjoy rather than the easiest or the most challenging project
0: I could do you know it's interesting I know you all are starting to look at colleges I know you probably have your top college list that you look at and at some point I hope that we're able to bring back um some of the experts that we've talked with before who talk about the college application process. But one of the things that I took away from the last conversation with somebody about college education or application process was that idea of how you make your mark and how you show up as different. And I'm wondering, as we start to wrap up here, what is it, if you could make your pitch and say, what is it about you that makes you different and and why should a college, you know, yeah, you all are high achievers. What is it about you that you show up with that's different? I think that
3: I would talk about how engaged I am and how passionate I am about making a difference because while people are like, yeah, I, I care, but I can point to specific things that I've done or councils that I'm on that are making a difference. And that passion, and my drive, and my ambition, I think, are what set me apart.
1: Awesome.
2: Uh, I think the main thing that sets me apart is I'm an extremely adaptable person. I've been taking some uh, classes at my local community college lately, and that's been a a, a wild transition. And just like, and, and just like, being able to adapt to new situations. And also, I I, I like to think that I try to do what I can to help others and to try to help other people and be caring to other people. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to be on this podcast. And so I, I think those are the two things that would mainly set me apart.
1: Yeah, I guess you have to like go look back at your personal experiences, how you've dealt with certain situations, how you've overcome them, uh, how you've like improved throughout your life in certain aspects. If like If you didn't start out the greatest, but then you improved... I feel like that should be taken into account to show that your motivation, your perseverance to try and improve yourself and better those around you and in your community.
0: Well, I tell you, as you embark on this uh, latter half of your junior year, getting ready to look at seniors, I think you've got some wisdom in how to turn these high expectations into something a little bit more realistic. And I hope you carry that piece with you going forward because we need you to show up in college and go out and. Help change this world that we're in that that really needs you to be your best, and you are your best. I want to thank you so much for showing up with us today. You know, our, our world is changing so quickly. And as you pointed out, the way it was 10, 20 years ago, even a decade ago, isn't what it is today. I know your high school experience and my high school experience are really, really different things. I mean, it's even less, <laughs> it's different than it was two years ago when we started with the pandemic. And your high school experiences and what impacts your mental health has shifted and changed probably more than any generation of high school students ever. So with all of that in mind, I want to encourage you to to embrace those forgiveness of, of all of the perfection and embrace your mental health and be the best you you can be and come back on my talk show anytime you want. Thank you for joining me on Talk to Be Well today as we talk about the expectations, pressures, and all of those other types of things that happen when you're trying to figure out that crazy world of high school. I wanna thank all of our listeners and to everyone for sending in their questions. If you are looking for support with your mental health or any other medical questions, please visit providence.org. And for parents, teachers, and students, check us out at worktobewell.org. There's lots of great resources there, lots of great opportunities to learn. And I want to thank you all, Sydney, Muhammad, and Madeline for sharing your wisdom with us today. Everybody be well. Thank you.